Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Piano Pod. I'm Clara Zhang. I'm Yukimi Song. For anyone listening or watching our show for the first time, welcome. Yukimi and I are both classical pianists and piano teachers from New York City. And this podcast is for anyone who plays the piano for fun, loves listening to piano music, or for someone who is currently pursuing a career in piano or works in industry professionally, or anyone who is simply curious about the world of piano music. In each episode, we interview a guest speaker who has been breaking exciting new ground in the music industry. Before getting started, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Please rate our show and review on Apple Podcasts because every rating review will help people find our show. Today, we I want to start this episode with a fun game with our audience. Yukimi, what do you think? Okay, sure. All right, so audience and dear listeners and viewers, when you hear someone who is studying, uh, you know, music intensively to become a professional musician, what is the name that of the school that pops into your head first? Hmm, I mean, I I can think of a few, you know, this. Yeah, but, but I know this answer. Yeah. Ah, you do? Okay, all right, let's say it. One, two, three. Juilliard. Juilliard. Okay. Ding, ding. Well, yeah, ding ding ding. We are winning the fire, uh, urgent fire question already. <laughs> <laughs> we have had so many uh, guests in our previous episodes that you know have talked about Juilliard, either have studied there or have taught there. But well, we have uh, today two very special guests, and they are faculty members at Juilliard, also fabulous pianists. But most importantly, guess what? They are faculties of Juilliard in my hometown in Tianjin, China. Wow. You know that? Wow, right? that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I've heard there is a Juilliard school open in Tianjin, but um, right. I have never met anyone who, mm. you know, is affiliated to exactly. Tianjin Juilliard School. So I'm, I I can't wait. So. Tell me, because I'm, I've am i never been to China, actually. So uh, where is Tianjin? So Tianjin is the city uh, near the coast. It's on the ocean. It's about two hours driving from Beijing. Mm -hmm. and But with the bullet train right now, it's like 21 or 23 minutes. It's mm -hmm. very fast. Mm -hmm. uh, it's considered like the door to Beijing. So mm -hmm. even back in the days, people... Uh, you know, during the war or whatever time they come on the boat and they will come to my city and uh, it's considered the culture center. You know, it's uh, a lot of people, even in China, it's uh, it's really the second biggest city, uh, you know, near Shanghai and Tianjin, Beijing. But only if you're really into comedies or food, you know, mm. Tianjin. Mm, yeah. Wow. And the music obviously also was. Uh, so I'm very proud that the yeah, I came to my hometown, you know. Yeah. So for the purpose of this episode, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, Juilliard, the Juilliard School? Absolutely, yes. So Juilliard School is a private performing art conservatory established in 1905 in New York City. It is widely regarded as one of the world's leading drama, music, and dance schools. In 2015, the Juilliard School announced a major expansion into Tianjin during a visit by China's First Lady, Peng Liyuan. Since then, the Tianjin Juilliard School TJS is growing. It became the first performing art institute in China to confer a U.S. accredited Master of Music degree in 
2021. They also have different components, such as a Saturday pre-college program for students aged 8 to 18, continued education programs for professionals and adult learners, and public performances and more. Wow, that is incredible. You must be so proud of your hometown and, and the expansion. It's quite amazing. That means seems like the world seems to be coming together or c- coming closer or connected through music, right? That is very true. Yes, and that's why we are so excited to welcome our today's guest, Dr. Chi Wen Xiao and Dr. Constantinos Valionados. Val- both graduates of the Juilliard School, and now they are both faculty members at Juilliard Tianjin. I cannot wait to hear about their stories and experiences. And for those young musicians, students watching or listening to this episode who dream of attending Juilliard one day, we want to dedicate this episode to you. We hope this interview will inspire you to practice more and create beautiful music every single day. So Yukimi, let's get the show started, shall we? Yes. You are listening to The Piano Pod, where we talk to the brightest minds in the industry about how they are bringing the piano into the 21st century. So we are very excited to introduce our guests of episode number nine, Dr. Chiwen Xiao and Dr. Costitinos Valinados or Mrs. and Mr. Valentino's Xiao Piano Duo, a talented piano duo as well as wonderful solo pianists and teachers. So welcome to our show. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Clara. Thank you. Of course. How is Tianjin? Everything's good. It's getting warmer and sunny today. Right. I'm sure everybody's preparing for Chinese New Year. It's uh, coming up soon, right? Everybody's preparing for Chinese New Year. Everybody's preparing for the Beijing Winter Olympic Games. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's very exciting. Yeah. We we hope to attend, but we will see. There's all sorts of challenges. Oh, you might. So for our audience, let me start by introducing Dr. Chiwen Xiao, a Taiwanese-American pianist, standway artist. She has performed extensively as soloist and chamber musician throughout the United States, Europe, and Asia in venues such as Carnegie Hall, Royal Recital Hall, David Griffin Hall at Lincoln Center, Rubenstein Hall at the Munich, and Taiwan Concert Hall. She has made her concerto debut at the age of 16 with Saibo Youth Symphony in the Philippines with performance of Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto No. 1. Dr. Xiao served as assistant professor of piano at the West Virginia University and Southwest Eastern University, and she currently teaches at the Juilliard School. Now let me introduce Dr. Konstantinos Valianatus. He is a native of Athens, Greece, founding member of the award-winning Olympus Piano Trio. As an advocate for new music, he works with living composers and has premiered their works such as Christus Hattis' piano work Face to Face. Dr. Valianatus recorded works by Mendelssohn, Ravel, Hattis, and Dmitry Smirnov for LP Classics and Naxos. And he has also collaborated with numerous orchestras and performed in venues such as the White House, Sal Corto in Paris, Carnegie Halls, Benedict Music Tent, and Harris Concert Hall in Aspen. He was honored by the President of Greece, Kostis Stephanopoulos, with the highest accolade from the Academy of Athens in Greece for his work and artistic integrity. 
Oh, so great. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you guys on. So again, it's uh, we've been in contact since the summer and we've been waiting for forever, you know, actually for me, I wanted to interview you guys around the Chinese New Year time. So it all worked out perfectly. And uh, let me just tell our audience a little bit how I met uh, Dr. Uh, Xiao uh, several years ago, I think when I first opened the studio, uh, and I was putting on some piano recitals in the Stanway Hall in New York City. And I remember one of my friends was working with you and I went in one day and, uh, you know, this lovely associate came to greet me and uh, we kept in touch a little before I knew, you know, a few years later, you would have moved to my hometown Tianjin to teach for Juilliard. Oh my goodness. And I'm so glad we kept in touch and I've been so inspired by both of your work and I watch all of your videos and trying to tell my parents to come to your show. I mean, COVID has changed everything, but they said they are going to go and drive over there. Actually, you're in uh, uh, Tanggu district, right? Near Tanggu, the near Tanggu, right? Binhai, Binhai. right? Yes. That's where I spent a lot of my summers uh, in the past. My grandma, grandparents had a house in Tanggu. Uh, so when mm -hmm. I was a child, I would, uh, you know, sometimes spend summers there. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a really nice area for the Tianjin Julia School to to be located at. I think it was a a very smart and. Uh, just, just the perfect place for the for the new school, for the new satellite school of uh, the Juilliard School. Yeah. If you want to uh, leave, you just get on a boat, right? I went to. Uh, <laughs> I swim. went to Japan. Back. We could swim back to our boat. <laughs> <laughs> All the way back. We we are in front, we are in front of a river that if you take it uh, by its by its uh, all the way through, it can arrive right in front of the Juilliard School. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I can't wait to come to visit you guys one day when I'm finally allowed to come back into China again. <laughs> so, yeah. So before, when we, you know, as we're starting, I, we just, we have some questions. We have a lot of questions, but in the beginning, I would like to know, what was your childhood like as a musician? Like, you know, were you from musical families? Were you exposed to music or literature very early on? And most importantly, how did you guys meet? <laughs> mm, the juicy questions. <laughs> That's right. So, well, yeah. okay, ahead, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I I grew up in Athens, Greece, and uh, I started playing the piano probably around the age of seven. Mm. And my my parents just uh, love music in general. Uh, not only classical music, actually. I didn't grow up with classical music listening at home. Greek, you know, traditional music or art music, rock music, classical music was something I was playing a lot of, but I was listening to a different kind of music when I was growing wow. up. And my sister had started, she's a year older, she had started playing the piano before I did, about one year before I did. And so that's kind of how it so all So you were started. jealous, you were like, let me practice. <laughs> I, I think I really, really liked the sound mm. of the piano. Yeah, so... Then my parents gave it a shot. We had the we had the instrument at home, and uh, one thing led to another, and here we are. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing! What about you, Doctor Xiao? <laughs> well, so my mom was a dance and art teacher, and she mm. loved 
music. Uh, so she bought a piano before I was born. And we, she was teaching at home. She had a dance studio. So I grew up dancing. And then later on at age four, uh, started piano. Then just really loved it, you know, still danced throughout high school. And then probably at age 12, decided that music is what I want to do, you know, for life. And I focus on, on music. And I also went, went to specialized music school since age mm. six and all the way until I left for the States. So it's sort of being immersed in art from a young age. Um, and the most Maybe. important questions. Oh, no. how do we make it? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to tell the story? Uh, you, you tell it better than I do. <laughs> I mean, it is so rare, really, you know, but we were going to uh, introduce, uh, actually interview another couple that were also, uh, they both teach at Juilliard and we haven't worked out the time yet, but it's uh, it's amazing, you know, and but sometimes I also think about this as a musician, we spend so much time in the practice rooms, right, right? Sometimes yeah. we have to <laughs> meet our colleague and uh, so tell us what was it like so we met in a practice room no we, no we didn't no we actually met at the aspen music festival oh. um, we're both at julia at the time but we didn't meet there we met mm -hmm. at the festival and i was uh, my teacher veda kaplinski's teaching assistant and he was there as a student and he somehow we met at the airport just all <sighs> really nice coincidence that we right. had and one thing led to the other and here we are wow. <laughs> uh, 12 years later <laughs> why it's been that long oh my goodness yes. 2010. <laughs> i saw some lovely photos of your wedding are <laughs> 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 you guys it's well, that, that was that was a fun evening yes right. yeah. well greek wedding right <laughs> it always, it's like the movie my fat greek wedding right. I'm <laughs> sure. yeah. That. Lot great. of lots of people, lots of good food and, and oh, companionship and friendship and uh, lots of dancing. Dancing until five a.m. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. We had that's, a lot. That's the one. That's how you know you do it. Oh my yeah. goodness! I still have the blisters on in my uh, in my feet to prove. <laughs> you up to today, right? Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. So then, from there, but we. I just have to turn the clock a little backward but sure. I, I am also curious to know about your Juilliard experiences uh, I'm sure um, both of you went through Juilliard all from undergraduate till doctor degree yes that's a that's a big achievement I we just we actually interviewed quite a few Juilliard graduate artists such as uh, Jeff Jeffrey Beagle mm -hmm. uh, Frederick Chu Vera Anselmo, and then uh, who is last it? night? We just uh, released an episode mm -hmm. with uh, Lowell Lieberman. Um, yes, yes we saw that. Oh, you yeah. did! Oh, very yeah. well done. Very yes. well done. No, thank you. Yeah, but he so so in the conversations, like you know, he was saying there's a Juilliard that he was in back in those days, and then now. So I'm just curious to know, you know, about your experiences as a student uh, at Juilliard? Well, yeah, so I was there for essentially 10 years, uh, mm. four years, four years of actually 11 years, I think, four years of my bachelor, two years of my master's, and then mm. five years of my doctoral studies. So it was, it was, it was a long, it was a long time at, at the school and it has been a transformative experience for me. Uh, of course, when I, 
when I first came uh, to Juilliard, you know, I came straight from from Greece. It was the first time out of the country officially. I, I studied in Paris, I studied in other places, and I never truly lived. I was more, you know, traveling back and forth. So going abroad to study is just such a, it's an experience that you can't really put into words. Uh, the, you know, everything about it is new and fresh and challenging and mm-hmm. rewarding. And it's just an incredible experience. Of course, uh, at Juilliard, you know, we had absolutely top-notch education, wonderful mm-hmm. faculty members, you know, all of our piano teachers, Jerome Lowenthal, uh, Julia Martin, Veda Kaplinski, they all have contributed so much to our growth as musicians, as artists, as persons. Uh, they're more like mentors. I, th- I think I talk about both of ourselves. Uh, they're both more like mentors than just, you know, piano teachers. Yeah. Uh, and of course, every everything else about the Juilliard experience, you know, living in New York and everything that comes with that, you know, you live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... The cosmopolitan aspects of you know meeting everyone from all all places around the world, mm-hmm. trying food and cuisines and arts and you know uh, being at Lincoln Center, mm-hmm. the Metropolitan Opera is there, the yeah. New York Ballet, uh, just it's 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 cataclysmic in a way. Just there's just so much, and you're bombarded mm-hmm. from all sides at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, with information and with you know, uh, so uh, it's it's hard to 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 explain exactly what all of these years meant for me. Mm-hmm. But I think I wouldn't be the same mm-hmm. if if I hadn't gone there and if I hadn't met the people that I did. Mm. So as much of there, are, you know, we can't deny it, there are struggles too. You know, living in that tough big city is hard. New York, a place especially like New York, and it's not always the cleanest place, (laughs) you know, sometimes like, oh my gosh. But then there are so many things that are amazing. As you say, there's the really community of artists and the surrounding and also there are, let's see, stimulation, right? There's always this inspiration and stimulation everywhere. It's like endless. Yeah, so that's that's wonderful. How about you? Um, oh yeah, I have very, in a way, very similar experience, and I loved every minute of it at Julia. I really did. Um, I saw. I know a lot of people describe Julia as a very competitive place uh, negatively, and but I had a complete opposite experience. I felt being able to be in that environment, being together with extremely talented group of people, you actually learn and you better yourself because you learn from your colleagues. Um, wow. you, you learn from hearing them play. And, mm-hmm. and it's just interesting. I remember as freshmen, everybody's like so careful in, in the mm-hmm. piano performance class. You want to be well prepared. The second and third year, everybody gets a little relaxed. People start, you know, stop practicing. And then the fourth year, your, your senior year, everyone just the level playing just jump a whole notch. And because of the auditions are coming up and it was really comforting for me to see that we all improved together. Everybody mm-hmm. sounded, you know, at, at a different level. So I, I feel in addition to, you know, what my teachers have ta- taught me, Veda Kaplinski, um, June Lowenthal, which were, I'm forever grateful in, uh, in debt to them, that I learned so much from my, from my colleagues and friends. Mm-hmm. And I was really lucky to have 
have a group of very close friends, my childhood friends from from Taiwan, who all entered Julia four of us at the same year. So I had a strong bond and community uh, of that group of friends, and we we all sort of experienced everything together. Mm-hmm. So New York to me is a really special place, and I really hope to go back one day too. Yeah, I did live or visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now you're in Juilliard, Tianjin, right? The Tianjin Juilliard School, yes. Yeah, Tianjin Juilliard School. And so, are the students all from China?、Uh, that's from the region, or from well, maybe not from that region only, but from the continent of Asia, China, Asia.、Maybe? So we have two programs. We have the un,、uh, pre-college program as well as the grad program. For pre-college,、mm. is mostly students from within China. Yeah,、okay. could be from Tianjin or Shandong nearby province、mm-hmm. to as far as Guangdong or、uh, Tibet.、Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow! Yes, we have student from Tibet, and for the grad program, I say some of them are from from China, but a lot of them are from abroad. International international students yeah. from from America, from Europe, from Hungary, Canada. So it's a good mix of of wow. Of Mm-hmm. Well, that's very nice to know.、Um, so, what's like overall culture on campus? Like,、um, because you know, we just talked about New York. So, New York has—it's an origin, right? It's the original Juilliard. Now it's the new campus in Tianjin, and with the new people, new campus, and、uh, probably you're experiencing. Something different from what you've experienced.、Uh, actually,、uh, the Tianjin Juilliard School as an institution, the way I think it has been conceived and the way it operates, is not meant to be either competitive with, you know, the Juilliard School in New York or really other, you know, maybe universities,、uh, you know, around the world. It's sort of it's it has created its own community and its own culture、uh, and the kind of programs that. Uh, that we have even for the graduate program, it's you know chamber music and you know、uh, orchestral studies、uh, and collaborative piano. It all focuses on collaboration. So even even within China, it is not meant to be competitive with all of the other conservatories. You know, like、uh, you know Central Conservatory or Shanghai Conservatory.、Uh, it's meant to be something in addition or a different, a whole you know a different path, a different experience. You know, there there's this whole. System, the Fujian system here in China,、uh, you know, where students have, you know, can go to to a cons- one of the conservatories around China and also be involved in schooling、mm-hmm. at the same time. Oh, Again, I see. This is this is a, a different system、uh, that we have、mm. here.、It's、a pre-college program conceived in in the style of of pre-college programs in the United States.、Mm-hmm. So it is a Saturday program. It is not. It doesn't have. Anything else? It's not、mm-hmm. a school Monday through Friday. Students、mm-hmm. can still go to regular school, public schools, and have professional music studies on a Saturday. Right.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I I remember, re- yeah, reading this article. I think it was a Forbes.、Um, you know, my friend Sophie, also you guys's colleague, I'm sure she shared some articles. And then these students were flying in every weekend to study at Tianjin Juilliard. Is that how how、That's、they do?、Right. Yeah. yeah. It's similar, actually, in Juilliard, in the pre-college in New York. P- people from all around the states are flying. Even from、mm-hmm. Canada, if I remember correctly, we're flying for a Saturday lesson, you know, full week of of classes, and then、mm-hmm. went back.、Yeah. 
the students are very committed. Uh, they're very committed to improving themselves and really learning to education. And I think Tianjin Julia School really tries to bring the essence of Western education into China. We teach in English. Okay.、Uh, students、so、they, they have to. Have- They have to learn English. They have English classes, English for musical purpose.、Uh, mm. We focus on collaboration, so all the students have to take chamber music.、Um, so it's it's a different concept of education, and I think it's a, a quite healthy one for our students.、Mm. Yeah, it's quite、um, progressive in so、mm. many ways. Yeah, although of course classical music training itself is traditional, but. That's、mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm, that's very exciting.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, there's there's a there's a lot to be said about the Tianjin Julier School and the way the way it you know it handles education in China. And so、uh, I think a lot of our students and our families are starting to see the merit of being enrolled in a program like this, as opposed to let's say the Fuzhong system or the other conservatories around China. Again, it's not meant to be competitive. It's just a different path,、yes. a different experience, a、and、different this, way. And this system, this pre-college system, might not work for everybody because the kids、mm-hmm. have a very intense and packed day. Their day starts at eight thirty in the morning and often ends at six thirty p.m.、Wow. And factor in the travel time, they they are you know <laughs> you fa- work very hard. <laughs> and factor in on top of that that Monday to Friday the schooling in China is absolutely. Insane.、Yeah. They start from very early, and sometimes and they finish at six, seven, eight p.m. They come back from、mm-hmm. school. That's when they practice. That's when they start <laughs> practicing. A lot of our students, and then、yeah. after they they're done with all of this on a Friday, they start traveling either Friday night or in the dawn of,、mm-hmm. of Saturday just to get to school, have a full day of classes,、mm-hmm. travel、yeah. back to where they come from. It is. These students,、uh, I just, I just can't praise them enough for for their commitment and for their perseverance. Yeah, I saw some、uh, videos of some of these students、uh, from your school. You know, and they they play so beautifully. They play so professionally. You know, especially the age group that we teach here in New York. You know, I mean, it's different. You know, we don't teach students that are going to professional schools right now. But it's、uh, sometimes I I guilt my students be like, see, you can be playing like that, right? <laughs> But I'm quite proud for you know because actually the Central Music Conservatory in Beijing also started off in Tianjin. So I went to the pre-college division、mm-hmm. in Tianjin.、Uh, I'm from there, but I did not fully grow up there. You know, I actually lived in a different city for a little while as well. And、uh, you know, music training is always I start at three. It's just you have to go where your teacher is, right? But I remember my friend would、uh, she was attending in Tianjin.、Uh, Conservatory, and then she would. Her dad is a policeman. Would drive her with her police car, the siren on to Beijing to take a lesson on Sundays.、Mm-hmm. So you know, it's、uh, you guys really remind me of those years. Now we want to segue to in、uh, your performing life.、Uh, we know you are such wonderful musicians and performers. I've watched a lot of your videos and your.、Uh, well, first of all, were you guys how? Did you guys? How, when? How long have you guys been playing together as a duo?、Um, did you become husband wife first, or did you start playing first? I assume. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe five, six years that we've been together,、uh, playing together. Playing together. Got it.、Yeah. We were always, you know, reading stuff together, but playing.、Mm. In con- Five six years, and we get to play more here because we have this、um, Tianjin Julia Ensemble, and we、oh, all、yeah. play two piano or or four hand works. 
I saw even Shanghai Quartet was there recently. Was it recently? Yeah, or? Oh a resident quartet here. They are oh, actually permanently living and working at the Tianjin Julia School at the moment. Yes. Everybody's yeah. moving to Tianjin. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> come visit us. Now, how can it be that the Shanghai String Quartet is in Tianjin? Mm -hmm. Nobody knows. <laughs> well, you know, we won't say anything. <laughs> so how is your experience? Uh, you know, I know you, uh, for Chimin, you're also, you taught in West Virginia and also in Texas, right? And, yeah. uh, and you know, compare that to Taiwan, obviously, to New York. And what do you feel, like, from the audience perspective and from colleagues? I mean, I, obviously, you have colleagues of top, top notch from all around the world, but... Uh, you know, or even teaching these students that uh, they are Chinese, right? They most of them uh, that private uh, pre college students, I assume they have not been abroad before. Do they expect you to speak any Chinese sometimes, or are they all pretty good with English and your experience? I think teaching? varies. Some of them are excellent in English. Some of them mean me to speak in Chinese and I'm trying to push them to learn English It's such a universal language and it's good for them. So I'm um, hoping those who need lessons in Chinese will soon convert to completely in English. Um, but your question of how does it feel to go from higher ed to teaching in pre-college and in China? Um, I think in a way it's different, but on the other hand, it's the same. It's mm education you know you're teaching kids or or college students to play better and also at the same time to be their guide and be their mentor in a way so to express themselves yes mm -hmm. and i think in terms of just purely teaching i don't think it, it differs that much i mean God, teaching highly depends on how how talented the student is no matter what age group and how hard they're willing to work then of course their relationship with the teacher so i think at any age group um, perhaps not adults because that's a little bit late and they usually learn for fun but any other age group else as long as they have good relationship in those three um areas i just mentioned i feel they could advance very far in the higher ed you see more students that are interested in other things. For example, it might be music education, music therapy, music industry. So their focus is different from the kids that we are teaching right now. The kids we're mm. teaching right now, they want to go into music professionally. So um, I think as a teacher, you have to adjust and adapt. There's no one student that's the same. And I'm learning. I always, I always feel I'm learning so much from my student how to be a better teacher and better player. Because I, after so many years of teaching, I still run into, you know, teaching questions um, and teaching problems, you know, and and you learn from it. So I, my, I'm growing as a teacher, and my students are growing as well. But I, but I feel no matter where you teach, either. Um, privately or in an institution, in a pre-college or in conservatories, I, I feel it's important to show them good examples as, as a person, how to behave well, how to be a good person. And I do believe to be a good musician starts being a good person. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I try to instill in, in my studio. And I think, I think the biggest challenge about teaching these pre-college students 
uh, is to convince them to practice a little bit less <laughs> and to do <laughs> other, other things besides piano. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. We, we ran into the, an opposite problem from what we had in the United States. Yes. Mm. Uh, over practicing and over, you know, singular, you know, this, there's a singular focus. Mm. And, and I think uh, for a lot of the students, it will be more rewarding if they could broaden their horizons a bit and mm. look further than their piano bands and their piano keys. Yes. Right. But isn't that the maybe one of the major cultural difference per se, you know? Um, so the Chinese, I don't want to stereotype them, but there's a cultural, <laughs> okay. cultural ba background of you know, once they determine, they just go all the way, sort of thing. Let's say uh, I'm a, I'm Asian, obviously. I'm I'm from Japan originally, but I'm Korean. So, you know, we have this sort of determination. That's that's how we were taught as a young child. So, as opposed to here in the United States, kids have more choices. Mm -hmm. You know, you can take it easy if you are if you really like this, then you have the choice of you know, drive yourself and, you know, work hard, but there, there's a difference. And do you feel that in, in sure. teaching? And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yes, yeah. sure. The ancient Greeks, I'm going to, I'm going to look back into my heritage. The ancient Greeks said, right. Ariston, that's in Greek. Basically, you have to find the right balance for, you know, for things, nothing, nothing in excess, you know, uh, you have to, in order to lead a healthy life. You have to find the balance between, you know, your work, your study, you know, your your friends, your family, your whatever it is. You have to strike the balance, and it's hard to find, and it takes a lot of time. But I think as teachers, we have to guide the students towards finding that balance. Yeah. I think there's just so many, so many piano teachers nowadays. You know, there's so many really great artists and pianists, and more or less everybody can teach. Forte, piano, crescendo, diminuendo, you know, all of this technical musical jargon. But uh, I, I think it's more important that you guide your students towards leading a healthy life. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what our teachers at Juilliard, I think, did for us. Yeah. And also without underestimate, uh, underestimating the importance of dedication. Mm -hmm. I think to excel in any field, you must work very hard and you must have passion, especially mm -hmm. for so these kids, they have those already, and they came in having dedication and passion. Mm -hmm. So our job is slightly different. We have to make sure they're they living well-balanced life. Yeah. yeah, temper, temper them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, especially they have to travel so much over the weekend to come to study, right? And they stay there the whole entire day. And I, because I went to a conservatory there, so I was already viewed as an odd kid because I, we had sort of a college levels uh, class you know set up since we were 11 which so you can see me on the street like after five o'clock where most other students you know they have to study into like 10 11 i don't know you know i i don't know how these students especially if they are already um you know they're also in other uh middle school high school like uh, general schools right, right how can they find the time to even yeah and it's uh, very hard and according to many, many of our students, according to many sources, uh, pre-college day is their highlight, is the highlight of their week. Oh, yeah. They love it. They don't, wanna, they don't wanna go back to regular school. You know, they just yeah. wanna stay there. They love watching their friends and their community and their 
it's just yeah it's 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 a great day it's yeah. it's you know action packed but right but i can understand the, the fatigue and you know it takes a toll on everybody's health yeah. I think. and it's a great exposure for them so but how is a how is a dealing with parents or do you get to deal with parents or they just drop the kids off and they go shopping you know where actually <laughs> Parents are very dedicated too. They are there the whole day together. Oh with my gosh! Kids. Yes, yeah. They they are. I I have to say most of the parents in my studio are just wonderful. Yeah,、mm -hmm. all of them were fantastic. And of course, there are one or two, you know, here and there that are a little bit harder to deal with. But that's normal. I think that's normal everywhere. But I think these these parents they 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 have. I think they have a different goal for their children. By sending them to the Tianjin Junior School,、um, I think they do want them to be exposed to Western culture, to Western style of teaching.、Uh, potentially sending their kids abroad, and and so I think they came in with a different mentality already. Right. Wow, that's a that's a different perspective. I didn't realize that. I was really thinking of just music school, and you know, because it's Junior, so the parents would send the, those kids to you know Tianjin Junior School, but Yeah, there's that aspect of it too, and especially that on campus, you guys are speaking in English mainly, right?、Mm -hmm. Yes,、mm -hmm. makes sense. Makes sense.、Mm -hmm. I mean, the the professionalism、mm -hmm. is there. Don't、um, don't、mm -hmm. get us wrong. Definitely, of course, of course. We ask for excellence. We ask、mm -hmm. for ask for you know super quality of playing. But we're we're talking about the other area that's not usually addressed in in a regular school. No, the the level of the students is very very、Phenomenal. high, and and the dedication and the passion and the the excitement about about doing music and playing the piano is is there. And everybody,、uh, there I think there is this idea that everybody wants to become a superstar. You know, that,、mm -hmm. I think that's why they also work so hard. You know, I think I think Lang Lang as a as a personality, you know, as a he he has been a prodigious, and you know, he has changed. Everything about classical music in the world, and certainly in China. So the, he is a role model for a lot of of of, of the students, of the piano students, and and there's nothing inherently wrong with with that, with wanting to be a star and wanting to, you know, nothing wrong with that. But it's not the only it's not the only way, yeah. And I think that's that's important also to get across. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense.、Um, that's something also as an educator, it's important, right? Yeah,、mm. yeah.、Um, because music is not about becoming a famous person. Music is about passion. Music is lives within within us. And so, so speaking of that, what do you think of some sort of myth? It's a completely different. I mean, it just goes off the rail a little bit. But I'm thinking because you mentioned something about okay, the music is for anyone to express, right? But then there's the notion of, especially I hear this in among. Uh, people that I sometimes deal with,、um, then classical musicians are so like trained to become this, you know,、uh, one thing. And so, are they like? Are you guys even be creative? So, what do you? How do you answer that? If we can be creative, <laughs> or, or yeah, or、uh, are we like? Are we even be creative on like using music? And I always answer. Well, actually, play, playing classical music by Chopin or Beethoven, we are actually be creative of interpreting the the phrase, for example, right, or expressing because 
Yes, there is the phrase that we follow. There's a marking, crescendo, diminuendo, piano, all these things, forzando, of we follow. However, there is, of course, me. I am playing. I'm not a machine. So I'm not this, you know, uh, machine where you press the button and then like a uh, robot, but I'm a person and then there's my interpretation. So that's my way of being expressive and that's my way of being creative. I mean, not to erase the piano or forte on the score, but mm -hmm. what do you think of that notion? Well, I think um, musicians, artists in general are inherently creative. You cannot, I, I cannot imagine an, a, a person that is not creative that can be a good musician. And maybe, maybe there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad musicians that are not creative. But I think anybody half decent, yeah, anybody committed, anybody with, you know, a smidge of a talent and the passion for, for music, I think it's impossible to say that they are not creative. I think we find creativity in all aspects of our lives, in fact. Just, just I mean, uh, the industry and the, the job itself is one creative, working with students. You have, to, you have to be creative about how to solve problems. Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not even talking just about musical problems. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. uh, everybody has their own set of problems, you know, about life too. Mm -hmm. So the way you're going to handle, you know, somebody's questions and the way you're going to guide them, the way you're going to resolve technical problems on the piano, you know, moving, mm -hmm. you know, around the keyboard is a highly, it requires top-notch coordination and reflexes and and how do you build a solid technical foundation so that you can be more creative while you perform and that in and of itself is a challenge so i think educators i'm going to take it a step further i think educators in general are the most creative people that are out there because there there's uh, there's so many challenges that they have to face every day in the classroom or you know with you know dealing with range of students and parents and co colleagues and administration and school and their own art and their own. Uh, so I don't know if this answers yeah. the question. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes. Do you need to add anything to one? No, are I think you okay? It's very well said. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I do think musicians are one of the most adapt adaptable people uh, to mm -hmm. situation and mm. to life changes. Mm. I, I feel they are so they're so focused in a way and and that's where the creativity comes in they're so mm -hmm. focused they're very skilled and they're creative mm -hmm. so it, they usually are excellent in many different areas mm -hmm. you see our many of our colleagues that went into law went into medicine went into cooking mm -hmm. um they excel in all areas and i think that's a, a proven fact that it's it's important to learn music and, and it, it it's good to be a musician because you have even more options. Even if you don't want to become a, a pianist or, or or performer in the future, you can do many, many things and you'll do well. You'll excel in life. Yeah. Um, in fact, a lot of a lot. I don't I don't quite think that the pre-college here in Tianjin Julia School is the same as the exactly the same as the pre-college in New York. Hmm. But uh, but I would say that a lot of the students college students in New York, they are very, very driven uh, and they have so many different interests mm -hmm. and they are, they do everything on, you know, high, high level. High level. Mm -hmm. And so it is not uncommon for some of the, you know, the pre-college in New York to 
to go into a different path when they graduate. A lot of the students really don't necessarily want to become professional musicians. Mm. And yet they spend all the time that we know, we know how what the time commitment that you need to have to, to do well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, at, you know, at, uh, at such a competitive field and, you know, mm -hmm. that requires so much attention, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and they do it at the highest level and that's just one of their interests. And, mm -hmm. and then, you know, they become, you know, they succeed in all these other fields. Pre-college, I would say specifically, is not necessarily, uh, you know, about, uh, mm -hmm. you know, building the next generations of musicians, mm -hmm. but it's about building the next generation of humans. Mm, wow. I think so. Wow. But, you know, all the musical training will teach anyone to be disciplined about things and teaches you how to practice, right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Practicing practice tips. Anything. Anything. <laughs> exactly. You can apply that. But you can start by doing musical training. You can start from really young about mm -hmm. discipline and what practice does to your mind and does to your life. I think mm -hmm. that's one of the very important lessons of playing the piano and, and then playing the piano to the point of really in a much higher level. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if music is really the child's calling, wonderful. Go mm -hmm. for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's about encouraging the students to to find their voice. Yeah. Wow. Your students are very fortunate to have you. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Then my last, I, I may ask more, but for now, this would be my last one. So then right now, well, especially in the United States, I think culture is changing. And as a classical musician, I'm not sure if you agree or not, but I'm getting this sort of um, ideas or sort of uh, opinions a lot because we do obviously podcasting, so we get some comments. Do you think we need a little bit more tools in our toolbox? 21st century musicians are required to be a little bit more than just pianists. Let's say I have my own piano studio, so some somewhat I'm considered entrepreneur. I have to study a little bit of about marketing or business or, you know, a finance part of, I mean, anybody should learn about finance. But what do you think of that? Um, about this notion of, let's say, as a musician, should we have many different skills? I think it is what you're describing is, you know, we are musicians, and we always think everything in uh, in, in, in line of, mm. of, of music. But uh, I think what you're describing is a 21st century problem in, in anything you do. If, if you're a dentist, you know, you still have to market yourself because there's so many other dentists out there. You know, we live in, you know, in, a, in, in an era where, you know, there's just so much over-specialization and everybody's educated everybody goes to college everybody has degrees everybody you know it is pretty much impossible to find students nowadays graduates of, of let's say conservatories or universities that don't have at least a master's most of them even a phd mm. you know that's that didn't used to be the case mm -hmm. but but now we live in this era of over specialization you need to have a and B and C and maybe D. And then you can start thinking about building your career and your life. And so, and so it's just very, very competitive. There's too many people, there's in all fields. And it, it's a matter of, you know, 
demand and it's a matter of you know so so it's i think is it is it a, is it maybe more for music it does it pertain a little bit more to music possibly mm. possibly i don't have the necessary data to mm-hmm. say for sure possibly it is maybe a little bit more challenging for music mm. so does it does it hurt to be uh invested in in different things and to to know a thing about a thing or two about finances and business and mm-hmm. of course not i think it's it's a healthy thing to do. Mm. It's not necessary always, though. Not everybody has to be an entrepreneur. You see, I, mm. I am against the idea that it is absolutely necessary. If somebody right. does not want to be an entrepreneur mm. and just wants to play the piano and teach the piano, mm. I think that's okay. Mm. I think that's okay. If you want to create something of your own, a mm. festival, a podcast, a competition, great go ahead and do it you live in a time where you you can do this fairly comfortably and easily but i don't think i don't want to pass on to my students that if they don't want to do something they have to do it in order to you know in order to succeed you know just just you know to get there i'm more flexible in that way yeah and just to add um Mm -hmm. i think it has always been this case but even more so now in the 21st century Mm -hmm. that's important for artists to be well-rounded it's not enough just to play the piano well. Mm-hmm. The golden age of winning one competition and you get a lifetime concert career is done already, long mm-hmm. gone. There's mm-hmm. so many more competitions out there, amazing players. Mm-hmm. So that forces the current musicians to be to think outside of the box and to equip themselves with more tools, more skills, um, people skill, marketing skill, business, uh, all sorts of things that you think of that could further um, further advance your career. Um, I, I think it has become more so now in the current era. And, and I think that's what we're trying to instill in our, our kids here at pre-college. Do not just sit in the practice room for 12 hours a day. Right. That's not how you become successful. Not, not now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. maybe we go, maybe we go through a cycle. You know, history always cycles itself. Maybe in 10, 15, 20 years, you know, the golden era of winning competition and have a career will come back. But for now, they need to think outside the box. They need to be well-rounded. And that ties to the previous question about creativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, That's have right. to be, you have to be creative about how but, you're going to present yourself. But and... the bottom line is you have to be excellent in what you do. You have to be an excellent player in order to be successful. Yeah. Everything is on, built on top of that. Uh, yeah, it's important to strive for excellence for in everything you do. And it's important that you're genuine about what you want to do and what you do and that you wake up every day and you do the things that you want to do, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what's going to make you a successful person what you do. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy to the maximum, you know, what you do. Well, so now I want to bring the elephant in the room. How was the pandemic, um, you know, affecting you guys? Or maybe, uh, I, I don't know how it's like, you know, in Tianjin, I, you know, I, I became American citizen right before the lockdown. So now I cannot even go back to visit my parents. And, uh, but it's, uh, you know, I, I see obviously what they're doing every day. And it seems like my mother is very involved in the, in the local uh, community that she is a model at 62 years old. So, you know, she does all these concerts and my dad is very musical as well. Uh, they are not musicians. So I, I see it's almost like they're not even that affected until, you know, this recent time. So I want to hear from you guys. Um, what was it like for you guys being 
you know, foreigners <laughs> in China and. Well, we moved here in September 2020. You know, mm -hmm. it's basically right at the peak of pandemic in the state. Yeah, oh in a way, we felt really, really lucky to to be coming to China at this time. We had lots of concerts. We were able to teach in person, so we have fairly normal uh, uh, musical life last year. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, I feel due to the Olympic. Uh, that they're trying to make sure the country is in good shape. They're even more stringent uh, this year. So currently we're teaching online and we hope oh, okay. after the Chinese New Year, you will opened up again. But overall, you know, if you compare the number of cases in China with other countries, this is this is day and night, you know. Uh, just recently, they found two cases in Tianjin and lock, they locked the whole city down. And that's how effective they are. So we, we're really in awe with the, with the efficiency of the government yeah, the, the the mechanisms in place to ensure the the the, the health you know the public health mm -hmm. it is just i don't think it's conceivable by a lot of the western countries the idea that you know you, you find a couple of cases and immediately you lock down well it's not locked down but immediately mm -hmm. you, do, you know uh citywide um testing testing, testing. We're talking about a city of 14 million people. Yeah. 14 million people. And they were all tested within a weekend. And then they were tested and another three times. And some of eight, them were nine times, right? Some, some of them some were districts. tested yeah. from the certain districts that had that were in close proximity with the cases. They had 10, you know, 10 tests. I mean, it, this is inconceivable. Nobody can can fathom something like this happening anywhere else to that that fast that efficiently and you know uh, with 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 the results so i, I think it is that it's that kind of urgency that has <laughs> allowed us to live fairly normal lives during the past 2 years uh That's we you know, we we walk out and you know we, we wear our masks when you know especially when you know when you go into malls or you know the train station or you know some public spaces but overall you can walk out freely. You can go shopping. You can eat. It hasn't. Nothing has been closed. We can travel fairly okay, even within the country. You know, a lot of our colleagues travel to Sanya or you know some, mm. some other places all around. We went to Shanghai for you know for you know New Year's and you know Christmas. So it, you know it's it has been normal, and we you know we you know in Greece it has been challenging. We have mm. many cases. Pretty much not by now, all of my family has caught COVID at one time oh, or the really? other. Yeah, even Sorry. even even right now, my nephew and my 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 sister and here my brother-in-law, they they all had COVID, and it's impossible to avoid because it's just ten thousand cases every day. You know, new, mm. new, new cases. Uh, but they had lockdowns, severe lockdowns for a long time, so they were very desperate to reopen sure. the country. Well, here it's. Mm. So far. <laughs> so far. I mean, the, the, the funny thing is that I see, you know, I am sometimes, you know, I, I'm a little westernized, but the, when it comes to this, you know, situation, I, I kind of juggle my, you know, good thing is I work for myself and I, all of my students are online, so I don't really have to, but, you know, most of my friends up to this new year have called it. And, uh, you know, luckily nobody is super, super sick. And, you know, most of us have had the three shots, but, you know, when I'm seeing what China is doing where my parents, my relative friends, 
even my 11 year old niece, she's not even complaining, you know, it's kind of uh, shocking to me how everybody just kind of, you know, okay, this is it, let's all go downstairs. And, you know, they were doing some testing like three or four o'clock in the morning, and uh, it's fine, nobody is like, so that's, that's the shocking part, I wonder, you know, is that the discipline of, of you know, these, these people were maybe they just cannot complain i i don't know you know it's uh something i guess we will find out years you know in the future um right there's, there's a willingness uh, i think from the community to take care of one another in, in in that regard in that to regard cooperate. to, to yeah. cooperate uh, willingly not you know in any yeah. especially in tianjin right sophie sent me quite a few videos of like all these uh kuiban, you know people are yeah. playing kuiban to the chinese uh, uh rap music you know uh -huh. to get people <laughs> tested so you know yeah. you can be as you know i mean basically it's like a famous for comedian like comedies and you know so <laughs> it's quite interesting well we are you know getting to the last bit of the show you know uh, we we really enjoy talking with you guys and this is just such a wonderful uh episode but you know we have a couple more questions before we go to the fun part and uh, uh for me i I'm, I'm curious like are you guys thinking of staying in china indefinitely or are you planning to move back anytime or we have no plans so far okay we are happy here nice. and yeah, yeah. As, as long as we're living happy lives, joyful lives here, there's no plan to go back, but yeah. yeah. But we will you... be visiting this summer, for sure. We'll be visiting. Okay. So. Let us know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll great. definitely be in New York. Yes. Definitely. And Come definitely. back to friends, yes. <laughs> friends and family there. My brother is still there. So we'll be back oh, to the... Okay. How is it living in like Tianjin feels like? Is it, do you feel comfortable, you know, in the city or, you know, it's been so many years for me. So I don't even really remember. Yeah, very comfortable and it's mm. so advanced, you know, the high speed railroad and the subway system. The things are so clean. And when I first landed and uh, came to Tianjin, I said, this is like Chicago. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> to me, you have the river, you have high rise building, and but still very open. So it's mm -hmm. a beautiful city. Tian Tianjin is a very nice city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not Shanghai. Right. My top destination in the world so far. <laughs> I just I just really love it. It's as cosmopolitan as New York. You know that I'm a fan of culinary experiences. I love going to restaurants and trying, you know, different things. And Shanghai is all is top. You, you know, love Shanghai. I can oh, I tell. Love Shanghai. <laughs> I love Shanghai. Yes. You gotta <laughs> no, visit it, Shanghai great, someday. It's a it's a great place. It's a lot of fun. But compared to New York, it's clean and quiet. Mm. No cars sure. are not allowed to honk. It's it's not part of the rules, and then you know people you know the, you walk in the streets and you don't see garbage or yeah. Mm -hmm. New York, you started with this has that distinct New York smell, which mm. I love. So, <laughs> wow, well, well, New Yorker! It's well, like, not it's like, during the summer though. The summer. <laughs> <laughs> the New York perfume. No, that's true. Exactly. Well, especially the subway, you know, lately, that's been such a nightmare. And so mm -hmm. that's, you know, yeah. but yeah. all right. Well, maybe we will end with this last question. We always ask everybody that uh, what is your advice for young musicians? You may have already answered some, but yeah, we you have. Yes, 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 yes. But any last advice? Before last. You go? I would say keep doing what you love and work hard and but 
No, expand your horizon at the same time. Expand your horizons. I think I think that's very very important for the students. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, don't feel competitive. Just do what you love. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really beautiful. Constantino, are you learning Chinese now? Especially, are you learning Tianjin Chinese now? Yitiantian. Oh, very Next time when I come back, you guys have to be my tour guide. Cool, 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 here. As a matter of fact, as soon as we're finished with with the podcast, I have my Chinese lesson. Oh, very important. How I'm preparing. Great. Well, we're going to end with some fun stuff so you can go into your lesson, you know, high energy. So, are we all ready? The rapid fire question. Woohoo! All right, I will just start. What is your comfort food? Burger, pizza, both. All right. Pizza Good burger. <laughs> Cheese. Cheese. That's garbage. It is true. A block of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in Tianjin. You have to have some mahua, right? Or oh, goat meatballs. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, bubble tea. Oh, that's right. Oh my oh, god. All right. My question. I may already know this uh, answer, but cats or dogs? Cats or dogs? Uh, yes. All right. I'm, I'm gonna bring tofu. Okay. Okay. Maybe great. Yeah. Yes. All right. Chiven, you can continue. What is your okay. word or words to live by? Be happy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you can be happy with this. Ah. Oh, hi, tofu. <laughs> so That's cute. So cute. Tofu. Oh. He's seven months old. Oh my god. Baby. Oh my god. Okay, oh, I have to take some photos. Super All right. Tofu <laughs> <laughs> say Tianzi. <laughs> he just woke up. <laughs> he just woke, he just woke him up. <laughs> so <Yeah>. cute. <laughs> yes. Super sweet. Okay, so uh, my question. All right. <laughs> what is the most important quality you look for in other people? Honesty. Honesty. Sincerity. Mm. What is the worst quality you stay away from people? Gossiping, <laughs> <laughs> bad mouthing. <laughs> All right, fake, fake news. Yeah. Dishonesty. <laughs> All right, my question: Name one composer, living or dead, whom you want to hang out at the bar. Brahms. Oh, Brahms. Okay. enough. Rachmaninoff. Rachmaninoff. <laughs> Great. He was uh, on the Upper West Side before, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 74th Street. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Name someone who truly inspires you. There's many. So it's many. So hard. I know. Hard I to choose. I have to say my teacher, Veda Kaplinsky. <sighs> Somebody. Julian Martin, my teacher in New York. Mm. You guess. I mean, all of my teachers just... I don't want to put one one name because all the time it's hard. My my is Julia New York. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. All right, what is your desert island piece? Uh, oh man, name uh, one. Okay, Brahms Requiem. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say Schubert E flat trio. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And what, name one book title in your library. Oh, <laughs> the Bible. If I'm the Bible. 
<laughs> Great, beautiful. Um, all of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> we got the Harry Potter Great right answer. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we got right. it. We got all right. it. The last one. Last one. Are you ready? Fill in the blank. Music is blank. Peace. Mm. Music is food for soul. Food for soul. Great so. answers. Wow. Ding, Thanks. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Who won? You guys have won. Did I win? <laughs> Tofu Tofu won. won. Tofu won. <laughs> of course. Tofu. Tofu. Okay. <laughs> well, thank oh, you thank so you much so. for joining <laughs> us. And that concludes this episode of the Piano Pod. Thank you, Chivan mm -hmm. and uh, Constantinos <laughs> for Perfection. joining us. Thank you for having us. It has been a pleasure. Sure. Your insights and ex expertise and more information about them, we are going to link in the description below. And uh, I would like to uh, remind our audience to check out there. Uh, you have a, a double piano work in the uh, making, right? That you guys are working on. Uh, it's called the stained glasses. Again, we are going to list everything below. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to our audience uh, and fans for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review on whatever podcasting platform you use. If you're watching us on YouTube, remember to hit the thumbs up button. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. The links are in the description below. If you have feedback for us, please leave it in the comments or DM us via social media. Or you can also email us at thepianopodnyc at gmail.com. We'll see you for the next episode of The Piano Pod. Thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you, Constantino. Thank you, Chinglan. Thank you, Bye. 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 Bye